0: Thank you for coming. This is the Just Bloody Post-it podcast for people using social media to share their thing and power their work. Chats of inspiration with people who are doing it boldly with the kind of screw it, I'm just going to try this attitude that actually makes it work. Marketing is testing and talking, it's a conversation when it's done well. Our guest today is Olga Thompson, a talented Funny, full-hearted, conversationalist indeed. We need to rebrand failure as something pretty sexy. Are you failing?
1: Oh my gosh. Sometimes you've got to walk around and the broken bits are jangling around. That's how it goes, you know, and I think there's this misconception, again, social media, that people out there that are doing what they're
0: doing, creating, building, are put together and they're not. Olga's a comedian, actor, singer, mental health advocate and an ambassador for the charity Kidscape. She's the mum of three boys and the child of Cypriot immigrants to the UK, a thread that runs through her work. I think that's all the important things i have permission to call her big fat greek mother that's her instagram handle she uses instagram to share sketches about characters like the school mums and real housewives of instagram and also as a platform to talk with scroll stopping openness about mental health and bullying issues that have affected her and her family So that it doesn't catch you by surprise, in this episode we discuss suicide, bullying, depression, childbirth and breakdown. But first, I asked Olga whether a performer had always been in her, even in her old job as a teacher.
1: Anyone that is involved in education knows that you are performing all day long to kids,
0: especially when you do... um,
1: Ah, that's enough! (laughs) (laughs)
0: do teachers have like performing personalities almost
1: oh totally you pretend to be scary I mean I've had to pretend to be scary when I don't feel very scary and the year 11s are huge and you just have to try and be that's enough (laughs) no I've always performed but um teaching was something that just sort of happened while the boys were small and then they got a bit bigger and it was a way of income really so I'm actually a performing arts lecturer by trade. And then, yeah, just did a bit of supply, bit of this, bit of that. And then until kind of like my acting started to take off again, because we all know, Helen, that unfortunately when you, when motherhood comes, it does become a bit, you are a little bit lost at sea for a while, working out your career, your position. Sometimes it's multiple careers. I don't know any woman that does just one thing, you know, I know librarians who are chefs, I know, you know, musicians who who, you know, run a freelance business. It it kind of anything and anything and everything kind of goes really. So but was there a yeah.
0: um I don't know, a light bulb moment, a change? Uh, a time when you went, I- I'm going all in on the acting, the performing, the singing, I'm going to mm, try and make something of this? Or uh, again, was that actually quite an organic process? Both.
1: <laughs> in the sense that um, I have always, that's always been in me as a youngster, as a child, growing up, and then I had a career before the children. But then when the kids came along, everything just sort of disappeared and I don't resent that because that's what I wanted. And I did stay at home with the boys because it wasn't financially viable for me to go to work because the boys are all very close in age. It's only four years between all three of them. Holy smoke. So, that is wow. close. Holy, Holy smoke.
0: smoke.
1: Smoking. And and it, that railroaded me, but that's also what I, what I wanted, those three boys. But um, round about the time that my third son was born, and obviously, I've spoken openly online about my mental health and the fact that I had a breakdown. That was around the time as I started, as I got, as I broke into lots of different pieces. And then as those pieces started to come back together, I found myself connecting with with what I always wanted to be and who I was. And anyone that knows that suffered anything, you know, whether it's an illness or some kind of trauma or anything like that, when you survive that. Nothing really is that scary. So dressing up in wigs and making comedy and doing all of that, it, to other people that might seem terrifying. But to me, I just, it's not scary because I've I've done the scary part really.
0: Nothing could be harder than that. Um, and certainly putting something up there yeah. on the internet or out, or out there oh, in a theatre totally. It's no biggie anymore. Absolutely.
1: No, no, that doesn't really scare me. I think this is more scary. <laughs> Helen, in a funny way, like just not, obviously, you're lovely, but like just talking like me, I find that more... <laughs> exposing. More scarier. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. A bit, it's, yeah you, you've created your comfort zone. Explain to somebody who might not have seen your, what shall I call it, your online persona, the big fat Greek mother, What what is your comedy? It's like a kebab house
1: with characters <laughs> in it. And they all wear different wigs and some of them are Greek and some of them are not. And they're all kind of caricatures. They're like the it's the like the old school Tracy Ullman show, the Harry Enfield show. I love the idea of the old sketch show with larger than life characters. Um, there is an opening for that to make a comeback in the UK at the moment, so I'm kind of riding the wave uh, in the hope that I oh, will will get to make a TV show out of it one day. I took a show to Edinburgh this summer with some of the characters in it based in a North London hairdressing salon where I grew up. And I'm just currently taking that on tour at the moment.
0: So, I mean, you do have all these skills, as many performers do. They can also sing, dance, acts, whatever. But is the main goal and passion for you to create the comedy sketches to find a bigger audience for that? Is that the, is that the passion? Oh, absolutely. That's the dream? Yeah. I mean, my dream has
1: always been television. That's been the goal. And I know a lot of people would say, well, Social media is the way forward. You know, you should be just focus on that. Who who cares about TV? But TV is a much slower medium. But TV is the house of the Harry Enfields and the Tracy Ullmans. Um, and that kind of comedy and the Catherine Tates who, for some reason, everything on social media is really speeded up and really dumbed down. And when people come and see the show, they say, gosh, it's so different to what you do online. I feel like online, we're all... You know, it's so it a post you put out the other day actually, Helen, about I, I make a reel and it kind of comes out and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. And it's a real hit and miss reel, hit and miss when you're putting stuff out there online because it's very bam, bam, bam. Whereas television is for me is home because it's slower, it's measured, it has longevity. And actually, I don't. TV people don't really, at the moment, they don't really, they're not massively interested in social media. It will change. Like I said, I'm riding the wave. Eventually, the two will be in sync. But it's, they're moving at two different, they're two different orbits. But for me, it's always been to make a TV show, always.
0: When I reflect on social media mm. and all things, like we still read books. We still listen to the radio. Yeah. We still watch TV programs. Yes. And we use social media. Like there's this temptation to think that if you don't get onto one bandwagon, everything else will disappear. And that's just actually yeah. not... The case, we still go to the theatre mm. anyway. Um, and also, yes. around what you put on Instagram, I always say to people, like, if you've got something really good and really perfect, don't put it on Instagram. Like, that's not the place for your yeah. best stuff, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, that's because no. people get very um, very tied up in, you know, being perfect and being ready before they put anything out there. And I'm like, well, you know, how about you throw some stuff out there and yeah. then what, yeah. then what are you going to do with your really thoughtful well-crafted stuff. Where are you going to put that? Well, I mean, Instagram for me,
1: this is what I call it. I've always called it. It's the shop window. It's the shop front. It's the same with you when you put out your amazing posts, which is always really helpful about, you know, I always learn something when you post about, you know, how to approach reels and hashtags and, you know, but there's, that's obviously your shop window, but there's more. People have to go in a little bit deeper to
0: explore. And I think, It is a shop It's just a hook. It's It's a taste. Having said that, when I was looking through your feed in preparation for chatting to you, your content is great quality. You put a lot of time into the little sketches that you put out there. What's the time investment like for you when you're creating one of your little videos? Does somebody help you? How does it all work?
1: Oh, no. I do everything myself. My editing skills I have to say are pretty cool. I have literally but that's because I began 7 years ago. I this I I I came onto Insta 7 years ago. I'd love to be one of those amazing people that blew up overnight, but it's never happened. I don't think it's ever going to happen, and that's okay. Most nice people plug on, plug you know, on, plug on, plug on. I mean, it's been years. You know, I never really became the big fat Greek mother until about after my was it after the breakdown I had? And I, I mean, I wasn't even using social media really then. I just had YouTube and then I'd send WhatsApp messages to friends. Please watch my YouTube channel. So editing takes a long time. Filming takes a long time, but it's, it's second nature. You wouldn't say to a chef, oh my gosh, you must have spent hours making this blah, 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 casserole. And they'd be like, no, I threw it together. And they have that skill, but they also have the ability to throw together. And I think that's what I have. I have great skills, communication, performing skills. Oh, I no! Bit, I oh, love I to hear cold. somebody
0: talk about it, about their strengths directly. I love it. Yeah, I do. I know I have that, and I have strong
1: editing skills. I don't think I'm fast enough for what reels is. I tried the other day. You know, I thought I'm going to be savvy like the young people. I took a trending sound <laughs> and I made a reel, <laughs> and it died and I thought do you know what I don't I literally just don't care whatever whenever people say or oh, do this and that do you know what just do your own thing I think if you do your own thing it's fresh it's you it grows eventually I think trying to get on a trend or a use this hashtag and point to
0: this and point to that and point up your nose it's like is it a good oh. use of your time you know if you've got a recipe that works I mean it's like consider it there may be one there may be a time yeah. in six weeks three months where you'll go oh okay inspired I can make a reel I know how to make something funny in yeah. eight seconds but it's a very short oh yeah bit of storytelling it's like it's a different language almost it is different language and I've sat I've been at you know tv
1: uh, meetings you know and I sat I was with someone with Warner last year and they were like Instagram, they, they, they did say that for a lot of times when they take Instagram or TikTok stuff that's on TikTok and they try and make a TV show out of it, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work because it's a much faster medium and they need, she said, we need story. We need a story. We need a warm, funny story because everyone can do characters. Everyone can do skits. Every movie is moving so fast, but we need a story. And, um, what are TV companies looking for? They're looking for a
0: modern day fools and Only Fools and Horses. Man, that stands the test of time. My husband watches it a lot still, Only Fools and Horses. It's just a beautiful, brilliant programme. You've talked a little bit about how what industry people say to you about your about social media, about the content that's on there, but do you do it because a following is helpful and necessary for an artist now?
1: Yes, but also I just really flippin' enjoy it. I really love dressing up as different characters. I literally, I've said to myself, when I when I lose the love, it's time to stop. And the love hasn't gone. And I think it is centered around that breakdown I had because that's what I did growing up. You know, as, as this five-year-old kid, that's always what I did. I, I, I dressed up and I wanted to be an actor. And that never, it happened, but to a point. And then I got married and had children. And I feel like, it's joy. As long as I feel joy when I do this, doesn't matter how many people like it. That will come out of the page. And I've gotten some amazing opportunities, which haven't been off the back of "Oh my gosh, she's got four thousand likes on a reel," or nothing's ever gone viral. But there's been a, a warmth and a and a resilience and a joy that has attracted either brands or projects that have come about, which I have really love doing. And it's come out of just being myself. Do you know what I mean? Being
0: discoverable when somebody's out there to discover you, the right person. Yeah. Really do your, just do your thing. I think that is literally, that is the only way. I've been reading a few things recently that just reinforce that yourself message which sounds like an easy thing to be but actually it's, it's a hard thing to really be yourself because oh, we, it is. we're often diluting we're often mm. hiding actually but what we hide is our most interesting special bits and the bits that will oh, yeah. make it fly and the bits that really will connect I think the first time I noticed there was more to you than the big characters and the fun and the exuberance was a, a long and thoughtful post that you shared about the breakdown that you suffered after mm. your youngest. Yes, after yeah. the
1: youngest. Yeah.
0: And you shared that really openly on social media. Is that yeah. just your way? It's open. It's just my way. Yeah. Because
1: I'm because I'm well. And why? You know, we talk openly about people that have illnesses, and they come over through the illnesses. And I just think I've got nothing. I'm not shamed of that, of that journey. You know, I, for me, I had post-traumatic stress disorder. So what it was, it was, um, the breakdown was an event of a, was triggered by childbirth. A lot of women suffer mental health issues that are triggered through pregnancy. For me, that happened, and I had to come to terms with a buried trauma from early on in life, and that was triggered by the birth of my third son. It's so common, it's so normal we don't realize it, but eventually you know i I did get better, and the world did fall apart but i you know i I just know that I never thought I would come out when I was in it. I never thought I would come out of it, but then I would get when I began to come out of it, and I found life and songs and stories, somewhere in the darkness, there were these stories and these songs that started to evolve. And it was based around one character called Alexia. And then gradually other characters came out and then they all became centered around a story, which is El Gregor of Hornsey, which that I've taken to the fringe. And it, it just began to grow and grow. And I don't, I don't know, Helen, I I have these fears. Sometimes I think, what am I doing? What's the point? And then I, and then I just have to go, sod it you can't answer those if you spend time answer trying to answer those questions you'll never get anywhere and you don't know what none of us know where we'll end up some oftentimes we end up in incredible places but may, they might not be the places we, we never thought. foresaw it we never foresaw it we that's never foresaw thing. yeah it, Helen. this yeah. is the thing and I think a lot of women do give up because they thought they were going somewhere and they plowed somewhere, but then they ended up somewhere else. And it's just so many kind of like laid by dreams or get so many mess. You must do as well. So many messages from women that say, what's the point? I'm done. I'm finished now. There's so many other people doing it better than me. It's just, uh, it,
0: you're the only person who can do it your way. Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, you're it's almost, <laughs> but partly I think the journey is the thing that's yes uh, like the destination is not the thing yes the joy of having a joy conversation like we are today yes or somebody you must get lots when you share more personal stories you must get some incredibly moving connections from women or people who've experienced similar things i do
1: i do and i always try and be careful because i'm not a doctor i'm not going to say do this or go for counseling or take medication but i will say that there is there is hope and it is not impossible and that you're not alone. Um, and I think, you know, it's a lot of people do talk about mental health issues and I think it's really important, but I think my voice is a different voice in that I still have my blips. My blips will come and I know when that happens. I've been online too much when I'm overtired. That's it. Those, those, that's when it will be, that they, they can be triggers. I don't massively spiral like I did you know years ago but i feel like my voice is important because i'm an older mother i'm someone that has passed through that stage that breakdown stage i survived i'm a survivor and i can just encourage people that way
0: do you know what i mean there's plenty of space for voices Ev- of women in our age group oh my goodness there is oh my
1: goodness there
0: is yards square meters yes square miles of space for more voices of women all our voices. age you know all
1: layers of voices and I am learning so much from younger women online you know I'm not going oh that's not I'm learning yeah. I'm learning I'm I'm engaging I'm I'm you know I went out with um some amazing comedians online female community I adore they were like 10 years younger than me you know and there was a part of me that was like oh gosh I'm I'm oh do I fit into it and then I thought I don't care I just don't care I'm, I'm me you know and they learn from me but I learn from
0: them we learn from each other mixed age group friendship is just underrated it's, it's so such healthy. a great thing it really is it's
1: so healthy It's it,
0: we need it it brings us life. Absolutely. In all kinds of ways. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm almost like there's a, there's a dual mission <laughs> in your public profile. You know, on the one hand, it is to spread joy and light through your performance work, but also it's to uh, have these conversations, which in terms of happening in public, that's still in its infancy, talking about child loss and birth, oh, birth trauma. And it's just stuff we're only just beginning to talk about um absolutely you know so that's oh gosh keep going those women who think they you know somebody's already doing what you're doing or talking about what you're talking about keep going you are a anti-bullying advocate as well you work with kidscape talk to us about that Oh, do you know what, Helen? That's the best thing I've ever done.
1: How did it come about?
0: Did it come about because of your Instagram? Yeah, they
1: contacted me because I spoke, I've always spoke about it. And then, um, yeah,
0: we just started to connect through that. Well, there's two things, I suppose. You experienced bullying as a child yourself, but also there's grace.
1: Yes. And that's, yeah.
0: uh, Is that what the connection was? I suppose that was
1: the catalyst. So... Uh, for those of you that don't know, ha- my my amazing, beautiful niece, Grace, um, committed suicide about three years ago. And then my sister-in-law has also set up a charity called Grace to Restore, which helps young women going through bullying, you know, but also who are feeling that, you know, desperate like that. And the two charities seem to, to collide. Yeah. And then around that time, I became an ambassador for Kidscape and I do a lot with the other charity as well. It's just so... Important. There are so many women. I get so many DMs from mothers of teenage girls who say, My daughter is struggling. I don't know who to talk about. You know, even women with like prominent feeds who say, I I can't even talk to anyone about this. I don't know where to go. I feel like a failure. But it is again, we need to normalize this for the mothers, but for the, in this instance, I'm talking about young women because that's my field. For young women, Because it is normal. The more shame and secrecy there is, the more this festers and the more we lose these precious lives, you
0: know. I'm so sorry that you lost, Grace. And I'll put a link to um, all the details that you just shared into the show notes for anybody who it might help today. And I think you're right. I think there is shame around perhaps you haven't done a good enough job as a parent yeah shame that your child isn't successful and happy shame from the child that their people aren't being kind to them yeah or including them or just those small acts of that can just be so horrifying when they happen to you when you're young
1: oh totally that there isn't you know I went through life through school not knowing that that wasn't okay uh, and it was so traumatic but now there is help but also bullying is worse because when I went home I bit my pillow and I cried, and it was done. Now, kids, you know, they can get to you on your phone.
0: They, they, they kids, can get to other kids. So, how do you suggest we help them with that? You must have worked with Kidscape on that. How do you? Oh, yeah. How I mean, do? As I, a, I've got t- a teenager and a teenager? how do I? How do I pr- make our house a safe place? I think. I think the. Oh, I don't think you can sort of.
1: St- make it safe and make it bully proof I don't think there's such a thing but I think being open and and your children knowing that they can talk to you for me I couldn't talk to my parents um I, I just couldn't talk to my parents about it and so and then around the time that the bullying got the worst my mum had a baby and so I it it just I just didn't talk about it don't want to so bother I inter- her.
0: Pa- yeah. parents kids look after their parents don't they yeah you know yeah. yeah I mean it was a different time back
1: then Helen we didn't speak about a lot of things we didn't speak about me too we didn't talk about gosh I mean it just was a different time you know but I would just say be open with your child be in touch with what they're doing like just notice you know if if, if they act a little bit different then you know that something could be up but it's I think it's, but you know, Kidscape are amazing because they provide workshops for parents. They have um, a phone line for parents. I actually called them before, years ago, before I was on Instagram, when one of, when my eldest son was going through some really traumatic bullying, actually, there was a phase of that in junior school. And I remember ringing up this Kidscape place, not knowing anything about it. And then who knew that years later, I'd be doing what I do and I'd be an ambassador for them. It's, it's literally the best thing I've ever done
0: in my whole life. Like the best like you say you never know actually what will be the result of you being visible or being out there people that are listening
1: to this podcast do not be afraid you know sometimes we're trying to control the outcome whilst we're trying to go on the journey at the same time you can't it's like try excuse my French it's almost like trying to go to the toilet with your pants on it's just not going to happen well it's going to be a mess (laughs) do you know what I mean (laughs) Yank your pants off and go, and you'll be. And you know what? What is meant for you will come to you. And like you say, Helen, that visibility will bring something which is so specific for you, and it will just come. And we have to fail as well, and we have to mess up. But that's part of it. It's so not. Again, this is another thing, Helen. Failure, and I love that you talk about that. You know, what is fate like? we need to rebrand failure as something pretty sexy. Are you
0: failing? Oh my gosh, that means you're going for things. I know, it's just like, that's, in fact, it's almost that's all amazing. we, it's always all we talk about when we get together with girlfriends. It's like, what's going wrong? Because that's where all the juicy stuff is. Like what's going wrong at the minute? Because what can we learn from that? You know, it, all the stuff that's not right. Or, you know, when things are fine, you're like, mm, that's boring, move on. You know, it's that, so it's, it's juicy. It's really good. It's juicy and it's healthy to sit with your failure and mm. your disappointment. I, I don't even—I don't even want to use the word
1: failure because I hate that word. Disappointments,
0: yeah. Sit with your backs. Dis- discomfort and not and not try and smooth it over with that. Like it's a slightly millennial saying, I think, but toxic positivity where we're like, "Oh, um, you'll be okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's look okay, on, it's look okay. on the bright it's not side." Okay. And like, it's, it's not okay. It's, yeah. You're broken.
1: Live, walk around. Sometimes you've got to walk around and the broken bits are jangling around that's how it goes you know and I think there's this misconception again social media that people out there that are doing what they're doing creating building are put together and they're not they're really not they're still broken bits but unfortunately we don't always get to jangle our broken bits because I don't know there, there but there are accounts that openly jangle their broken bits and there are accounts that don't but I think just be true to yourself
0: You have three boys. (gasps) That's a lot of boys. That's a lot of boys. That's a lot of boys that eat (laughs) a lot of food. What do they? I, want, I just want to know what they make of your online life. Are they just they, underwhelmed? Are they engaged? What What are you, well, do you? Well, they're not read? engaged
1: because that's social suicide. <laughs>
0: go, wow! Have
1: you seen what my mum's
0: posted? Awesome. And I
1: think I I recognise this social.
0: They're really proud
1: of me. They are so proud of me, especially if I'm having a low moment. They're like, "You're amazing, mum!" Like they really are because they've grown up with me just as a man taking out the washing. That's all they've known. Uh, and I think what cemented that was, you know, a few years ago when I got some attack on horrible website, which said, who does she think she is? Her family must be so embarrassed. Her husband and boys must be so embarrassed. And that comment literally, like, I just, I wanted to give everything up and delete everything. And I mean, I wasn't as strong as I am now. But the boy said, "Why are you going to listen to that, Mum? That's who are they? When we are so proud of you." And I was like, "Are you really, really are you? Yeah, but my mum's different. Look what my mum does. She's cool." And I just thought, "Okay, you know." And then, as long as they're happy, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. My kids are happy. They're proud. I now do a job that I can, you know, be around for them after school. Things fit in, they're, they're whole, they're fulfilled. They don't want to comment on my posts and they don't want me to comment on theirs, hence why I've been blocked. Well, when you see your son looking handsome and you say, handsome with a heart, <laughs> and you can see it says big fat Greek mother, and then you get blocked. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't have done it, but he was handsome, boy. Couldn't help
0: it. Help it. Handsomest, handsomest boy. That's
1: I mean, I don't even know. Can you imagine? I can't imagine how embarrassing that must be. Your mum liking your posts. I mean, that's bad, right?
0: <laughs> I don't know what the etiquette is. It the with, etiquette is just don't do it. My Stop daughter secret. likes my daughter likes everything, everything in her feed. Like, 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 like I'm like, wow, likes don't count for much. She's just likes everything. So it's all different. You're back out doing stuff in real life, I've been seeing in on your real, stories. That must be like, amazing.
1: Oh, uh, do you know what, Helen, it, it's it's lovely connecting with an audience. And it's lovely because you haven't got the pressure of, oh my gosh, how, ma- how many likes has this video got? Or oh, is it is it being seen? Is it visibility? You know, you're on stage and it's a brave, it's a giving and it's a communication. I'm not saying that you don't give when you're online. Of course you do. But your response from the audience is is mutual and it works at the same time. So as I create on stage, you know, the audience and I meet in the middle and I give them love and they give me love and we mutually feed each other and the performance flies. When you're online, it doesn't work that way because you're waiting to see who likes a product that you've just done. I much prefer being live.
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's emotional. I think I went to the West End. I don't know a, a month or two ago, and I did. It did brought me to tears. Just the just the feeling of being in a room with uh, an, an orchestra playing actual music, and you, I couldn't even explain why it was so emotional, but it was. Thank you so much. What's next for you? Is there anything coming up that you want to tell us about? What's exciting?
1: Yes, I'm performing with Weapons of Mass Hilarity on the fourth of December in king's cross and i'm hoping to bring my show down to camden before christmas it's been a total
0: utter unadulterated pleasure to speak to you properly thank you so much for having me and like this has been so fun Maybe it's a silly observation because obviously, but when I hung up from this call, I just thought there is so much more to a person than we see online, all the dreams and passions and stories. And as Olga said, what we put out there is just a taste. It's just a hook, a flavour, the shop window. There is always so much more. I'm so grateful to you, Olga, for your honesty and laughs. Thank you, Greek mother. Great to have a platform in this podcast to delve a bit deeper with people. I was chatting to Suze, the producer, about um, the numbers. We were having a look at how many people are listening every week this series, and how when someone gives you half an hour of their time, then that means a lot. So thank you very much. There are links to the charities we spoke about in this show in the show notes. If you need them, you should be able to click to see that information wherever you're listening to this podcast and while you're there you can subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode write to me on instagram if you'd like to chat about this one i'll see you next time lots of love from me to you goodbye